0: Welcome to the very first episode of the cast, which, despite being named to the Yuzhen Vong, would probably offend them on multiple levels because we're using machines to record it and because we shortened the name to just Vong. If that made you laugh even a little, you've probably read The New Jedi Order before. And if it didn't, well, sorry we confused you. Also, welcome, and hopefully it will make more sense after a book or two. So before we get into all of that, though, it would probably be helpful for us to introduce ourselves since you're listening to this brand new podcast so uh ladies which one of you wants to go first or do I have to go first
1: oh man um I think you should go first because
0: you're in charge charge you're talking already in charge is the worst okay uh so hi everyone I'm (laughs) Bria LaVornia I am the managing editor over at Tashi Station and I am one of your hosts for this crazy Yuzan Vong New Jedi Order read-through podcast oh and I'm chaos pre on Twitter I guess I should have said that too <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Megan Krauss. um I'm secretly a bunch of Grutchens in a large bag and I write for Den of Geek and StarWars.com and a couple other things and I'm I did a use uh, a a Usman Vong reread. It's not all about them, Megan, just mostly about them. I did a New Jedi Order reread several years ago, four years ago or so, and kind of wanted to do that again. So here we are.
2: All right. Well, I'm Rocky Blonshine. I am retired from writing for 1138, but the New Jedi Order has always had a very soft spot in my heart since my angsty teen years. I did a reread of the series... Oh, between about three and five years ago, and reminded myself why I could stand in the corner of the Force.net forums ages back, whisper the name Berger, and watch the chaos. I'll explain that <laughs> later.
0: Yeah, that's a chaos causer. Uh, Just yeah. a while. And I was, that was, you guys kind of jumped ahead to one of my questions I was going to ask about the last time we all read the books. But so I guess I should go ahead and say, I think the last time I read these was 2013 when I did the Warrior Express, which was a way crazier read through of the expanded universe than this is going to be. Uh, But before we get too far in, well, we haven't gone far in at all. uh, I guess we should say what this is besides us all (laughs) calling it a Yu Zen Vong podcast and then backtracking and calling it. A New Jedi Order podcast. <laughs> uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, the New Jedi Order is, well, actually, I'll just read from Wikipedia because it's a very great summary of what it was. Uh, Star Wars and the New Jedi Order, commonly abbreviated as the NJO, is a multi-author book series that was published by Del Rey between 1999 and 2003, consisting of 19 novels, 3 ebook novellas, and three short stories. 12 authors in total contributed to the series, which was a collaborative effort conceived by representatives of Del Rey, Lucasfilm, Dark Horse Comics during meetings at Skywalker Ranch in 1997 and 1998. The NJO is a chronological storyline covering a four-year span of galactic history, beginning 21 years after the events of Return of the Jedi and telling the story of an invasion of the galaxy by a race of extragalactic religious zealots. And that is a mouthful. So, what the three of us decided to do, uh, and we've actually been talking about this for what, two years now, I think?
2: Something like that.
0: It's been quite a while because it kept coming up whenever
1: we would meet in person, and it just sort of percolated for a while, and then Tashi Station was nice enough to uh, take us on. I admit I sort of assumed, like,
0: oh, Tashi Station will take it. I talked to Brian about it, (laughs) like half a year ago, and I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I completely forgot to talk to him about it again until about two weeks ago, where I was like, wait a minute, Brian, did I actually talk to you about this? And he was like, no, Bag and can talk to me. It's okay. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> like, just just yeah. so you know, we're actually
0: doing
2: it right now. <laughs> I've been wandering around the yeah, internet but, um, yelling about the new Jedi Order oh, wow, for 12, 13 years or so by now, and, well, I figured sooner or later more would come of it. Yeah, wow, I it's kind of crazy to think
0: about how long these books have been out and how long we've all been freaking out over them in the best way possible. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking about like 1997. I was I was literally a child and and all this was being put in place and it So really much has changed has. since then, but but
0: the only yeah, thing the yeah. one thing that does remain the same is that when we see each other at Vader Tots and New York Comic Con, inevitably one of us starts talking about the, the Vong and the New Jedi Order and the other two immediately flock that way and start going, oh my gosh, how do you <laughs> feel about this? How do you feel about that? While drinking blue milk. Um, yes. And
1: I think that goes right to the heart of really the reason we're doing this is because it's a lot of fun. It's fun to talk about something that's been a touchstone for a lot of people. Rocky mentioned that it was a big part of her teen years. And I think there's more that we can go into with that about how this is a very like, there are emotional highs and emotional lows in this series. It's very dramatic. So it was very uh suitable for those sort of impressionable teen years and I kind of enjoy like revisiting that and seeing what's changed about it and what hasn't and what other people took from it and it's this especially because this series is so odd and has so many world building elements like the rest of Star Wars doesn't that when you can kind of go up to someone and say like oh you know who Verger is and you're excited about Verger it's just it's nice to just hang out and talk about this common thing.
0: Yeah especially because they never really did anything like the New Jedi Order ever again. Uh, the fact that it's a 19 book series is pretty crazy especially think I since I think they were they managed to publish things fairly on time I think I mean I know some books got cancelled here and there but they were replaced and again over 19 books four years I don't know how the people at del rey did it
2: it's so surprisingly coherent as well it flows together one author into the next and even though they all have their own styles the level of carrying plot through, making it all sound very consistent. It's quite impressive, honestly, especially for such a long series.
0: Yeah. Do you guys remember like the first time you heard about the series or your first impressions? Because I know for me, I had been reading Star Wars books for a while when these started coming out. Well, a while, given the fact that I was a wee child like everyone else when they started planning this. But I, I remember not really being aware when they started publishing it, because I would just grab whatever Star Wars books I saw on the shelf, but I do remember uh, sometime around when Attack of the Clones came out, there was an article in one of the insiders about Traitor, and I read it and I spoiled myself for everything, which I won't say, well, for anyone who has not read the New Jedi War, I will not spoil it here. And then I went, they did what with who, and I had to go back and f- and dig up and find the first copy of Vector Prime, because I wanted to know what the heck had happened to lead them to this point.
2: Yeah, I had been working my way through the old Bantam EU at that point, because I told myself I was going to try to read this giant series, which seemed to be getting decent reviews in mostly coherent chronological order, and... Well, I started reading basically as the New Jedi Order was done with publishing. I feel like Unifying Force came out right around the time I was into, like, Dark Tide. So I definitely started reading it a little bit later, and I did take my time on it, but I did mostly read it in chronological order through the absolute worst of my teen years, basically, and I just... I kind of knew it was coming, I had spoiled myself for about half of it because of reading some of The Essential Guides to Characters, and after that, after just spoiling myself, all I could think was, I need to know exactly how this plays out and where it's going because there has to be a good story about how we got into this mess.
1: (laughs) I also came into it relatively late, I remember buying maybe the last three when you could only get them in hardcover. But it was only the last three. And before that, I was also introduced to it through Insider. My um, origin story is that I read a short story in Insider that was set in the, the New Jedi Order era. And at that point, it's all a bit muddled. I kind of started reading a lot of Star Wars eras at the same time when I got into the movie. So I don't exactly I remember what what i read when but um, the first one that i ever read was this short story called emissary of the void which was set in the new jedi order time period so it mentioned the yusan vong and it was all about characters falling into a black hole it didn't really have much to do with the rest of the series but i it gave this message to me that was star wars is about strange space phenomenon and strange aliens as much as it's about Skywalkers, And obviously the Skywalkers are a big part of the New Jedi Order, too. But it really um, showed me that the universe of Star Wars is very big and very weird. And I love that about it. And then I had a friend who read them also and recommended them to me basically on the strength of how upsetting they were like this is really like violent and, and upsetting and you should read it because you'll get really attached to the characters and then you'll be sad which I think is a good uh, the kind of pitch that I'm I still use to this day to get people to read things and so I, I don't remember which book I started on or even if I, I know I didn't read several of them until the 2014 reread so it was all out of order until so I sort of caught up but I got the gist of it anyway.
0: Yeah, I think one of the neat things, if I if I remember right, that they tried to do with the series was make it so that if you wanted to, you could just read the, what was it, four hardcover books? No, five. It was, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: were like the tentpole yeah, books. Yeah,
0: they were saying, basically, if you read Vector Prime, Balance Point, Star by Star, Destiny's Way, and then the Unifying Force, it they wanted to be like, you could just read those five and still have an idea of what was going on in the galaxy. But I'm not sure if it works. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, I remember, I feel like it was probably about halfway through the series, they started doing a little intro in the beginning of each of the books, started something with they came from beyond the galaxy, and it did a quick summary of how we got where we are, and this is where we left everyone. And especially... Since the big reread I did fairly recently took place over about two and a half years, I realized, it was actually very convenient to have that quick summary at the beginning because even if you're reading them fairly closely, like I did the first time, there was still a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Plus, I think a lot of my favorite books in this series were not the hardcovers. A lot of them tended to be the, uh, the two-book series or the one-offs that you would find that were only came out in paperback I mean that could be partially because I have a huge Starfighter X-Wing pilot problem but (laughs) yeah because there were two by Stackpole two by Alston and actually kind of leads into my question for you guys is what what are you most excited for like do you have a favorite book that you remember and no aside from Trader you two hey, (laughs) (laughs) I have your number on this one (laughs)
1: traders is exempt because it's objective yes. yes
0: Well, because I knew what, what you guys were both going to say Because you started fighting over it in, in the planning session <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Yeah, we'll have a lot to say about Traitor um, I also really like Conquest, um, which is like One of the first that involves The destruction of the Jedi Academy And introduces Nen Yim Who is the young scientist Yusan Vong who ends up uh, being like a large part of the story and I love her a lot. Um, I don't want to talk about that too much yet because we are trying to keep this spoiler free in terms of people that haven't read the series before but I really like that character so I really like that book and what the, the book does with the Jedi characters as well and I like Star by Star because it is as advertised really depressing and it's basically... A very long action scene, kind of. It's a monster movie in book form. It's just grueling in a good way. Um, that's, yeah. Am I going into the too much detail
0: and not enough detail? I think it's about right.
2: Yeah. Cool. So those are my answers. Yeah. <laughs> Some similar points. More on Trader later. I could probably spend an hour muttering funny just about Trader. Dark Journey really hit me... <laughs> really hard, but I think a lot of the reason why Star by Star, Destiny's Way, Dark Journey, and Traitor hit me so hard, those are probably my favorite points. A lot to do with the long action sequences combined with so much just raw emotion. Yes, there's a lot going on, but it's surprisingly easy to follow. A lot of very satisfying moments and a lot of moments that will probably make you cry, throw the book... It's, in the words of Thrawn, it's very artistically done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think Dark Journey is one of, well, that's the one I immediately claimed when we were going through and doing our planning session because I think that's the perfect, like, angsty teenage girl book. Uh, And I mean that in the best way possible (laughs) because I love everything about Dark Journey. I love. I love how dramatic it is in – it hits all my my uh, very strange – I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say it without saying it, if that makes sense. Uh, Where They Go is very delightful to me.
1: It it like features the tropes that you tend to like. Yes,
0: they're trashy and I don't care. Um, I think aside from that though, the other two books I'm most excited to get to uh, would be Aaron Alston's uh, – enemy lines duology, so I think it's Rebel Stand and Rebel Dream, because they feature uh, – I don't think this counts as a spoiler uh, – but some members from Wraith Squadron appear, and I will literally do anything for Wraith Squadron. Um, so it's really neat to see them, some of them further along in that timeline. Um,
1: There's really good like pilot stuff in this series.
2: Yeah. There's something for well- everyone, really. Whatever aspect of Star Wars that you like, there's something in there for you. I'm also looking forward to Final Prophecy a lot. Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot how much I like that one. Yeah. Hmm. I think the one interesting thing about the NJO is, like you said, there's something for everyone. And I don't think there's really also, on the flip side of that, there's anyone who loves every single book in the series, because that would just be impossible. (laughs)
1: No, and there's there was a lot of uh, a lot of people who were really turned off by the series initially. I was coming in as I did; I wasn't really involved in any of the conversations that were going on as the books were released. But there was a lot of dissent. There was a lot of "This isn't my Star Wars," which of course crops up whenever any Star Wars thing was is released with varying degrees of accuracy. There. Uh, there are definitely problems that I had with it when I reread it in 2014 that I had not had when I read it as a teen. But overall, I really enjoyed it. And I found that It does have, you guys, we kind of touched on this before, and I wanted to see if we could go into this in any more detail. Part of what drew us to it is the sort of heightened emotion. It's just how extreme a lot of this book is, which is like kind of a funny thing to say as a product of the 90s, but I don't think it necessarily falls into 90s tone. It falls maybe into the 2000s kind of grittiness tone, but it's not quite that either I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about a how much it's a product of its era um and b like in terms of the tropes that were happening outside Star Wars at that time and b how it kind of reflects how teenagers feel the world because I felt very much like I can identify with a feeling of kind of being powerless and being up against uh, this unstoppable force. At the same time, I can also, it's very cathartic because you can see yourself as these superhuman characters on both the good side and the bad side. Everything, it was very immersive because you could always find something human in these extremely dramatic situations and it felt very imminent. Like, Like, all of my life felt very imminent and often still does but so it was like the sort of level of concern you need to have about a galactic war and an invasion fleet I was sort of looking at this as a person, as like, you know, a very like middle class, like my life is kind of boring person, and going like, oh, I feel like that, which of course I didn't, but I imprinted on it.
0: Yes. I think it's kind of funny you mentioned it being a product of its time because one of the very last nude I jotted down when I was reading Vector Prime was definitely a Star Wars book of its time, late 90s, just after Bantam. Uh, because I was reading through it, and some of the of through Vector Prime, because spoilers, guys, we're actually recording this episode at the same time as we're recording our episode on Vector Prime. Sorry to spoil the illusion. Um, but I'd be reading through the book, and I'd be like, "This is so Bantam," which I don't mean in a bad way. I, well, I guess I kind of do want to mean in a bad way, but it's. <laughs> And I love the Bantam books, but this is definitely not, especially when it comes to writing style, a book that you would see be published in Star Wars now.
2: No, definitely not. And mm. I realized this as I was just finishing Vector Prime a couple nights ago, and I glanced back some of my notes from my older reread, and I'll still read bits and pieces of some of my favorites here and there. The tone of Vector Prime is intensely different from a lot of the others. And a lot of how this series really hit me was also dealing with my teen angst, life drama, everything drama. And, well, when you're a teenager, things that you know ultimately aren't that big of a deal feel just about as awful as an extragalactic alien invasion. As a result, that level of seeing my favorite characters somehow process it, and it did help that I was fairly close in age to these characters somehow it made my own problems easier for me to figure out work with, articulate, all of that and oh, it is such a product of its time and well, I think a lot of people around our age can say a lot about the world undergoing a lot of major shifts in the early 2000s and how did we cope with that?
1: Oh man, I have a take because you said that. Um, I, I So my first thought is what I don't want to say, and what I'm a little afraid that I'm saying to my teen self, is this isn't you, right? Like, you're not actually being invaded by anything. But I think that the... That's part of what fiction does in general. And I think that's inevitable that that's going to come up. You also mentioned um, that idea of, like... Oh, see now I've lost it cuz I was introspecting <laughs> for part. What what was the last thing you said? <laughs> oh no, we can come back to this. <laughs> you, you, oh, wait, I got it. My my hot take. Okay, so early 2000s. Early iPhones maybe. It was like the iPod era. Technology, the way people talk was changing. We we're going from in, in the like internet sphere, we were all on message boards, but obviously like, our parents hadn't grown up with message boards. My hot take, and it's piping hot, is that there's something that we could identify with here in terms of the the struggle between technology and nature, because the Usainvang abhor technology, and the Jedi characters become very conscious of like, oh, we're using droids, we're using starships, whereas like, as a kid I was just starting to get a cell phone, and like Understand how that sort of thing worked. I don't know. Does that? Do you think that has any basis at all, or am I just like finding patterns where there aren't any patterns? Because I'm a
0: tool user. No, that creature. makes was,
2: absolutely yeah. perfect sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me, and it's a way deeper take than I was going to go for. Because I was going to say that I kept relating really hard to Jaina and to Tenelka, because I really wanted to be best friends with them and be as cool as they were when I was first reading this yeah. series.
2: <laughs> See, I identified so I intensely with Jason just because of thinking. The way he thinks, the way he perceives himself, especially among peers who he struggles to accept as equals. And, well, he's an arrogant angsty kid with a brain that's a little too big for his own good. And I identified so much with that. And in the reread, oh, I understood that being, like, just as teenagers, how much our lives were changing, how how much the world around us was changing between technology, politics, everything, I remember graduating from high school and soon afterwards seeing the first cool kids from my old high school with the new iPhone for the first time. And when my parents finally got a computer that was good enough to be able to let me wander about on the internet, mostly unsupervised, and find the Force.net and start yelling on the internet and <laughs> stirring up chaos. Everything changes so fast. A little, who
0: doesn't love a little message board chaos? Only a little. I would say I think it's somehow in one way or another probably responsible for all of us knowing each other because I know I had an account way back in the day and then that account eventually, you know, was what led me to Twitter. And I think Twitter is how we all know each other. so Oh, yeah. It's funny.
1: This definitely brings me back. I don't remember – talking a lot about the njo online partially because i i spent a lot of time on very small forums i i probably had an account on the force.net but i didn't really use it because i liked small forums where i knew everybody and i don't think i ever wrote any new jedi order fan fiction even though like everything about that time in my life indicates that I should have. I was probably writing some other type of Star Wars fanfiction instead of NJO. Oh, I totally
0: wrote NJO so, fanfic, and it was exactly as trashy and chippy as you would expect the fanfic from a 13-year-old girl to be. <laughs> and I should be ashamed, but I'm plenty. not.
2: <laughs> I wrote plenty. I definitely wrote plenty of drama and war and introspection and sides of the force and all sorts of Overly philosophical, overly dramatic things. That, well, what do you expect out of a deeply angsty teenager?
1: I was writing a lot of original trilogy stuff because I was writing a lot of Luke stuff and and prequel stuff. So I think I had my hands full with with fan fiction in so many other eras that I didn't do NJO and I didn't really ship anything in NJO. So that was also a barrier to entry. Oh, putting.
0: the ship wars. <laughs>
2: I, I have the a Solo, <laughs> Solo Ship Wars
0: shirt. I have that shirt.
2: It is an excellent shirt, which I know I'm biased in saying, but it is an excellent shirt. Well, I'm clearly going to have to I wear it, it at happens. some point later on in some of our episodes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. you will. <laughs> uh, so is there anything else we want to talk about in our... Inter- about yeah, if I can speak properly, that would help. Uh, anything else we want to discuss in our intro episode before we hop to a new recording and there's probably like a delay or of a day or two before people hear our official next episode or
1: no i think that's about it um we're gonna start off with vector prime um we'll do a little housekeeping here and explain um how uh, often we're going to record and that sort of thing. I'm really excited to see if other people want to read along with us. There's been a lot of interest on this in interest in this on Twitter. And I'm really glad that there's going to be more people to talk to about the NJO, because that's what I'm here for, to chat about it. So if you're also reading along, um, welcome.
2: Welcome. And you should read along and stick around with us because you'll understand why we're so obsessed. Either that or you'll think we're just slightly nuts or something. <laughs> why not
0: both? It works.
2: Definitely both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think we're, like Megan said, we're all hoping that since there seemed to be some interest or at least some intrigue as to why we were suddenly posting pictures of Vector Prime and talking about the Vong again, it's not because we know that the Yuzen and Vong are coming back in the Han Solo film. Like, that was not what any of us were trying to say. Are you or sure? Or that we know they're... Coming in rebels. Pretty sure that's not happening. If it does, I will laugh hysterically for about ten minutes during the movie.
1: Our timing will be so good,
0: accidentally. Yeah. So the plan, (laughs) the plan for us is to do one book a month because if we try to do each book a couple of chapters at a time, like Rogue Padron does, we will be here for a decade because there are nineteen books in this series
1: as it is we've signed up
0: for 19 yes. months. Uh so we're going to start with Vector Prime. Uh that episode will be out shortly. Um so start reading if you haven't already and then from here on out it'll be one book a month. Um we'll let you guys know around what time around what it should be a pretty regular schedule assuming our our schedules cooperate. Uh and just so you know like we've said before we're not going to do any forward spoilers. So anything that's happened Anything that happens in book is going to be fair game for each episode, but we're not going to be talking explicitly in detail about something that happens in Traitor when we're reading through book two in the series. So if this is your first time, no worries. Um, and if you guys send us any questions, which I guess that's a thing people can probably do if they want to. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Questions, Yeah, comments, Just be concerns. sure to not ask us any um Try not to ask us any spoilerly questions if you can, um, and we'll be happy to answer basically everything you ask us, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. I guess we're gonna wrap up this intro episode. Um, thanks to everyone for joining us for the zero episode of the Vongcast. Uh, you can find us online. I am at Chaos Bria. Megan is blog full of words, and Rocky is uh, at Lady Darth Cadis. Uh, We are part of the Tashi Station network, so thank you everyone. Thank you to them for hosting us, and thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. And until then, we're gonna get a new tagline and talk to you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye.